0: Hi there, welcome to the Starting a Counseling Practice podcast. We know that now more than ever, you have real questions about having a private practice, whether you're growing it starting from scratch, revamping, expanding into a group with what is happening in the world. It just happens that Kelly and I have been doing and had on the books already planned a masterclass for therapists. Uh, We have been really excited about this training and when all of this started to pick up steam, we realized that what we were doing could be tweaked and really important and applicable to the real issues and fears happening in the world. So over the next few episodes, you're going to hear the masterclass as well as the questions that people have right now about private practice, Um, in light of the pandemic, coronavirus, COVID-19, whatever you want to talk, (laughs) however you want to um, think about it. Um, So we hope that this um, replay of this training will be inspiring to you. Please know that we have resources for you at zinime.com forward slash blog. On the Zinime blog, we have 13 pages of resources for you during this time of crisis, that you can access scripts, templates, free trainings, um, so many materials for you for th- uh, for you as a therapist that you can grab free of charge. We also um, on Monday, March twenty third, we're going to be coming together for a live launch party and um, the final um, training in our series. And we hope that you'll join us. You can find all of this information at zinnime.com and on our blog. And we hope to see you soon now on with the training. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the
1: Happy Life and Full Practice Masterclass. Whether you are about to start a practice or growing your practice, you're successful or scaling a group practice, you're here because you want to have a practice where clients get great outcomes and you have a great income with more ease confidence and clarity we are so
0: glad you are here and i am kelly hickton hello and i'm miranda palmer hi and together as Denny me we've been helping therapists across the world build practices they love getting real transformation results since 2010 This is the second in a series of four training videos and this workshop will be teaching you how to achieve a happier life and a full practice you love through the marketing message you put out into the world we know that right at this moment while we're doing the live with y'all is probably life is looking nothing like what you'd planned in the midst of a pandemic you're going through a lot of changes or you soon will be We would be remiss if we didn't acknowledge that having a happy life and a full practice might feel impossible at the moment. And that's why we've decided to continue with the masterclass. Many of you have more time for learning at the moment. Oh, oh, sorry. Um, Many of you wanna shore up your business so that it can pivot and adjust to whatever comes your way. We also know that in times of crisis, our work can give us meaning, focus, and hope towards the future, there is power in community. We see it every time with our boot campers and on webinars like this. You are not alone. We will get through all of this together. And our hope is that on the other side of it, your business will come out stronger. Who's here because they want more ideal clients and you and your team can handle calling you, calling your phone ready to schedule? Who's here because you want to have a more stable business that can weather any storm? or anything that comes up and who's here for community
1: because
0: yes. you need some togetherness and some normality in the midst of life feeling real crazy right now. I need some normality. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <We> need <to. laughs> oh my goodness gracious, right? Like we all need that. So we're gonna turn off our cameras while until we get to the giveaways and the Q and A time, but we wanted you to see our face. We want to give you a little bit of like heartfelt like message but we also know like your internet connections will blow up if we try to live stream and get the, all the other stuff going. So we'll see you guys in a minute.
1: All right. Last time we met, we talked about how outcomes are the cornerstone of your private practice and why they have such an impact on your business and your marketing. I loved last time it was so good. And if you missed it, you can go back and watch it. But, We even talked about how to have conversations about outcomes and how those conversations can improve your outcomes. We taught you how outcomes can lead to more referrals, a more stable business. We also taught you all how to delve deeper and give you a script for how to have a powerful outcome conversation with your clients. So if you missed it, the recording is available for you to watch and we highly recommend you do so. Some of the things people said about the training is that they feel inspired once again. Um, you, your experience, experience reminds me of why, <laughs> of what I just left, um, and why I'm doing what I'm doing now. Um, you know, that was 100% me. It sounds like you were talking to me. Why didn't we learn this in school? Um, thank you so much, I feel inspired. So, so many of you took action. I love this. You guys are already sharing what you were learning and um, I love it. So if you had even one outcome conversation, totally recognizing the state of affairs right now, but even if you talk to just one of your clients in the last seven days, we want to hear it type, I learned that um, in the chat box. You guys are already starting to do that. And we doubt that in those conversations, your clients told you that you hold space. They appreciate your transformational guidance or that they appreciate your strength-based brief strategic therapeutic approach. Instead, we're going to bet that they said more of what it's like to be in a relationship with you. They shared what qualities that you exude that are most impactful to them. They shared the things that you said or did that helped them make an internal internal change. They may have mentioned the session that had a specific impact on them. You might have been surprised at the moments that transformed the most because to you, it might have been just an average session. You might have heard moments where you could have done something differently, too, and allowed you room to explore how to be better as a therapist. This outcome conversation that you've been having with clients not only enriches the relationship and makes you a better therapist as you integrate the feedback into how you do the work. It also changes the way you talk about what you do. Your message is critical to helping the clients that that are the right fit for you. Look at you guys. I learned that it brought us closer. I learned I do a great job of balancing professional and relatable qualities, that they appreciate our time. They love what you do i learned that my clients really understand what they're going through without them struggling to express awesome look at all this i oh, this is what i needed today did you guys need <laughs> this today this is beautiful stuff oh i
0: love uh, it it is really really powerful and it's what we need to focus on when we're going through so much change what is working and how we can continue that no matter what changes happen and what modality we're using we love looking at what has come out of the outcome conversations because our clients articulate what we do better than we do sometimes they have an experience that's not clouded by our years of academic rigor and training and that experience and the language they use is what will make your messaging not only unique but compelling there's a reason that when you get direct referrals from past clients that those people are so much more likely to schedule than a random person who calls you. Your client expressed so eloquently and beautifully what you do and how you help that it inspired hope and action in the person. Your client probably didn't just forge your website or say you're an EMDR therapist who specializes in transgenerational trauma. (laughs) They shared how you helped them in tangible ways that any lay person could understand. And they also shared what you were like in the room. One side of you knows exactly what we're talking about, but another part of you is jargon blind and so used to these statements that you don't even realize what this information must sound like to the outside world. Which messages of these two are more compelling? What sticks out in your head and do you remember? You want a message that's clear and transformational. That message could be something you share in an elevator, on your website, in a directory listing, or in a video. It doesn't matter the medium per se. Once you get clear in your message, you'll see how you can tweak the message for any medium in a way that makes sense for you and your clients. And don't worry, we'll talk about marketing plans and those mediums on Thursday. Till late today, let's get clear on the message because without a compelling message, it won't matter how many places you list your website, how many times you share on social media, or how many ads you send to your website, You will not easily attract the clients that you need to have a stable and successful practice.
1: A transformational message is one that meets the future client where they're at. It speaks to them in such a way that you feel like you know them, that they feel like you know them. They may even wonder if you were hanging out in their house last night when they were crying over what happened at work or that fight that they have with their partner. That connection is therapeutic. Before you even have your first session, it tells a person you are not alone. There is something in the world that, that under someone in the world that understands and knows how to help you through it. I remember sitting in a session with a client and they were describing what they were going through as though it was a tunnel. And at the end of the tunnel was a teeny tiny light. And for them, I was the person holding that light. I was the person who gave them hope and bridged the gap between what they were going through and what would be on the other side of all of that pain. And session after session, the light at the end of the tunnel got bigger for them. I get chills and choked up just thinking about it right now. And did that impact how I talked about my work as a therapist knowing this? Yes, it did. Our boot campers will often share, I had a call today and the person said they felt like my website was speaking directly to them. That they just knew that I could help them based on what I wrote before they had even spoken to me. There was a rapport and trust before they would even shared a phone conversation. Just imagine the impact of that connection on the first session and beyond when you have a transformational message. That connection developed through the marketing message can give someone courage to, and motivation to take action because calling a therapist is scary. And that is why today's masterclass is so critical. Your message is the difference between action and inaction, between staying stuck and healing, between people getting the help they desire or being all alone in their pain. So, today we will show you how to take the language and the feedback from your outcomes, conversations, and transform them into a compelling, connected, and meaningful message that will encourage clients to call you. This formula is something we teach to our boot campers and something we help them refine. To be honest, I think we've written content for over a thousand therapist websites. Between the two of us, our eyeballs have read tens of thousands of web pages. Each boot camper can get feedback on their messaging from us every live working session. So we're going to make this look and sound easy and it is, but it takes some practice. So if this feels a little different than what you've read on others' websites, that's okay. It's a simple formula and your message will get better the more you refine and practice.
0: When you have a message that connects and converts into clients, you end up getting more clients that are a good fit for the work that you do, resulting in better outcomes. A transformational message will also weed out the people that aren't a good fit and direct them to where they need to go, which to be honest is helpful to them because no one wants to spend their time calling a list of therapists that aren't right for them. They wanna get the help they need sooner than later. When you integrate your outcomes into this messaging, you move into establishing trust in future therapeutic relationships. You elicit the person reading or hearing the message to take action, which means more people get help. And that reduces the stigma and normalizes attending therapy.
1: We know that you have seen a lot of people talk about marketing messages and that many of them feel gross and salesy. We will not be asking you to do anything that feels icky. We pinky promise that we're going to ask you to do three things in this message. Be real and authentic. Be clear about the transformation your clients are looking for and let them know what to do next. We call this the authentic transformation proposition or ATP. I'm going to type it in so you can (laughs) call it Miranda, type it in. And guess what? You do this every single day. Every single day, you have real, authentic conversations with people, you meet them where they're at, and you give them options for taking actions towards making the change that they desire. This is what you do every day. Not only does this work really well, but we know you can learn this and do this because we've taught thousands of therapists like you, introverts, extroverts, ambiverts, multilingual therapists, group practice owners, therapists of color, super niche therapists, queer therapists, faith-based therapists, general practices, rural and big city therapists, therapists from collectivist upbringings, and therapists from independent cultures, and any other IST you can imagine <laughs> we've worked with it all since 2010, and we know it works. So who here is ready to learn a skill that will help them reach the clients that they need more effectively? Type yes in the chat so we'll we know y'all are still here. You're ready to rock. Get a piece of paper, please, and a pen and access those outcome conversations that you did this week. And we'll walk through the steps of forming this message. After this training, you can go into our free community and download the worksheet that will walk you through each of these steps as well. Sweets,
0: look at all these people. All right. So, step one, we're going to meet your client where they're at. Let's pull up those notes from the outcome conversations or maybe pull them up in your mind. And we want you to identify one client in particular that you'd really like to have more of in your practice. If you didn't have the chance to do the homework, just imagine your favorite client and what they might say. And don't worry if you have lots of clients you'd love to work with, you can come back. Listen to the recording or download the homework to do this for each one. For now, just choose one. If you're working with kiddos, pull up the notes from the conversation that you had with the parents. It's important to engage the person who gets to choose when therapy starts or stops. If you have two or three similar clients, it's okay to meld their outcome answers into one super client as well. Go back to the first two questions from the outcome. go back to the first two questions from the outcome conversation. What did your daily life look like immediately prior to starting therapy? And what was the last straw when you decided to reach out to a therapist? And what did you type into Google when you started looking? And now look at their intake form from the first session as well. What did they write down at that time as their chief complaint or the reason they were seeking therapy? This will help you to paint a picture of what your ideal client is going through in their own words. Using the language that your clients use is important and powerful. Now that you have that image in your head for this one ideal client, use those amazing powers of empathy to bring up other similar clients and start to tell the story of what this group of clients is experiencing on a daily basis. Here's an example to inspire you of what it looks like when you use the client's experience to paint a clear picture. Cindy Doyle is an LPC in Denton, Texas, and she specializes in helping law enforcement couples create successful relationships. She has a podcast, she's a trainer and consultant for other therapist organizations, and she also trains law enforcement. And here's how her website starts. You knew that law enforcement and a relationship or marriage was gonna be tough. You knew it was, would include shift work, missed holidays, missed connections, loneliness, going to gatherings alone, or feeling like a single parent. You didn't realize quite the impact it would have. Your officer doesn't seem the same and at times seems aloof, sharp, and cynical. As a spouse, you find yourself wondering what it's going to be like when they walk in the door or you see them next. What happened to the person you fell in love with? You find yourself being on more eggshells and avoiding conversations due to the reaction. And when you do try to talk to have a serious discussion, you realize your officer is shut down or trying to fix it instead of listening. In the Leo world, it is the norm to feel disconnected from each other, frustrated at the lack of communication, lonely, angry angry at the situation or each other, naggy because you don't feel heard, irritated, and a struggle with intimacy. (sighs) Can you guys feel that? Do you get a clear picture of what this person or what these law enforcement couples are struggling with? If this was your life, and you saw it written on a page like this from someone who really got it, how would you feel? Supported, heard, hopeful? Now let's go back to your ideal client and what their daily life looks like right before they call for therapy. What's happening for them? What are the little things that keep adding up to lead them to reach out? Or is it one big event that rocks their world? Let's take two minutes right now to start writing that out. Really painting the picture like you're a fly on the wall. And remember, you're going to be able to do this for as many clients as you wish. So don't worry about who you're not speaking to. Only worry about the who, the person who's right in front of you, just like when you're in a real Therapy session.
1: Are you going to set the timer, Miranda?
0: I'm setting the timer.
1: (laughs) You're a good timekeeper.
0: I am so good. (laughs) Mm -hmm. One more minute. All right, that's two minutes, guys. And just as a quick reminder, we have a step-by-step script that's gonna walk you through everything that we're talking about today um, in the homework assignment. So you'll be able to, to grab all of that. So don't worry about getting everything that you see in the slides. Yeah,
1: that two minutes goes pretty fast if you've got a specific client in mind. Now we want you to be kind to yourself. It's okay if it's rough. It's okay if it needs some work and tweaking. uh, We perpetually are tweaking our messaging. But for now, just give yourself a big old pat on the back for really delving into your client's experience just for a couple minutes of, of looking at and saying, God, what is the picture here of my client? So let's look at Joanne Kim's ATP from her psychotherapy practice in San Jose. Just want to check in while I'm looking at this sample of like how you guys are feeling after writing this. What is it like for you and your experience um, to do this exercise? This is a little different. We don't just talk at you. This is us all working together collaboratively. So I want to hear from you what it was like to spend two minutes on your client. So Joanne, um, in her practice in San Jose, she works with individuals struggling with replicating patterns in relationships. And here's a short example. Why do I always end up in hurtful relationships? I just want to be loved. Why are we always fighting? I'm so tired of feeling rejected or misunderstood. I'm so confused and overwhelmed by all of these emotions, yours, mine, and ours. I feel stuck hurt, and alone. So that kind of gives you, you know, an example of, of just connecting with someone's pain. And I see some of you already posting some of the things that you're, you're, you're realizing. And we know it can be scary and disorienting to do this. Um, And it can be harder to do this if you're not actively working with your ideal client. But this is where your ability to empathize and really step into people's shoes comes in. You truly are more capable of this than you realize. We also know that even though we said you can do this process as many times as you want for multiple types of clients, Many of you are having trouble narrowing your focus down to just one for now. We get it. It feels counterintuitive, but we have worked with lots of diverse and group practices and this does work to attract great diverse clients into your practice. And it can also feel a little odd if you're working with kids or teens to be speaking to the parents directly, especially if you haven't always loved working with the parents. One fun tip is to really think about the favorite parents you have worked with and write your website to attract the kind of parents that allow you to do your best work. Erin Bennett is a play therapist and parent coach in Littleton, Colorado, and she focuses on attracting the parents who want to learn and are willing to do the coaching to help their kiddos get on, the tra- on track as quickly as possible. She knows she only gets these kids one hour a week and the parent can make a huge impact with the right specialized coaching specific to their kids' unique needs. So here's the start of her ATP on her homepage: Your kid is a great little human, but someday the things that they do say and experience are so intense and you are at a loss of what they need or how to respond. She really taps into the experience of being a parent just in one sentence, even in those few moments. It's really connecting. She directs people to the other pages on her site to learn more about parent coaching or play therapy. She goes into much more detail, painting a picture, but even in those first few lines, I think she taps into the ultimate pain that the parent is experiencing. Ultimately, that is our goal in therapy, isn't it? To meet people where they're at, normalize their pain, and build trust and rapport for treatment. Okay,
0: time for (laughs) let's delve into how you help. If we just describe the pain and frustration that someone's in, that isn't particularly helpful. (laughs) We see people sharing pain and complaining on social media all the time. It's time to move from validating their experience and start to provide them hope for the future. This isn't the time for false promises or crazy claims, nor is it the time to offer platitudes of vague hints of how you help. (laughs) You need to let people know how you help and how you work. Remember, this is real informed consent. So for those favorite clients, let's dig into these questions from the transformation conversation. What do you recall feeling during and immediately after that first session? What's changed for you since you've been in therapy? What's it been like to come to therapy and be in this room together? What's been the most helpful part of therapy? And looking forward, what would need a change for you to know that you're ready to graduate? You may notice that we skipped over <laughs> a few of those questions. Don't worry, the other questions we had you ask will help you in other areas of your clinical work and marketing. It's all really good information. Look over these answers for the ideal client or super client that you created. Notice the words and phrases that your clients use, knows how they describe the transformation they receive and the transformation that they want.
1: Let's head back over to Cindy and those law enforcement couples again and explore how she describes the transformation that her clients receive. And it starts out like this. But you are too strong, smart, and friggin' stubborn to become a statistic or stay miserable. If you are convinced it, does, it doesn't have to be this way, you are right. I help couples starting out and couples at the bitter end find a path to living a healthy, happy, connected rockin' marriage without having to give up a career they love. My name is Cindy Doyle and I am an LEO wife and a therapist who has been there, done that, and I am here to help you avoid the mistakes, missteps, and find the connection that you both sorely want so that your home life can can truly be your respite and retreat from the crazy world out there. Notice she is not talking about lowering the incidences of marital distress or increasing marital satisfaction. She's sharing how her real couples talk. We want more connection. We keep making the same mistakes and we're tired of it. I want a rock in marriage. Do you think officers might talk about the crazy world out there? She talks about being an LEO wife or law enforcement officer wife, a piece of jargon that they all use and understand. So now it's your turn and don't focus on the comparison piece. Your message is going to be uniquely yours. You, we don't, you don't, we don't need another Cindy Doyle. We need one of you. <laughs> She's been honing this message over time for years and will still tweak it from time to time based on her experiences with clients. You're just working on that ugly rough draft today. So let's take two minutes and start to go back to those questions to tap into the words that your clients use to describe what therapy is like with you what how it helps and the transformation they are looking for. We have those posted on the slide, and the two-minute timer. We're gonna set that so that you can write down again what therapy is like, how it helps, and the transformation that your clients are searching for. I'll let Miranda set the timer. Keep me on time. It's
0: set. It's going. One more minute. Okay, finish up that thought. All right. So you have the start
1: of your rough draft for part two of your message. I want you to check in with yourself and what that experience was like, giving words to what you often innately do. And we know it can be hard when you're still working out the kinks, but a supportive community to try things out with can be so powerful as you're honing your marketing message. And I just want to kind of share Erin's message, our play therapist and parent coach in Littleton. This is her step two. My name is Erin Bennett and I am an expert in all things kids. I can help you finally get to the bottom of what your unique child needs to thrive, experience joy and be healthy. Whether I work with your child directly through play therapy or teach you my wizard ways through parent coaching, we will get to the bottom of your child's needs. So you and your family feel confident, happy and in flow. I love that. You get a sense of Aaron's personality and Cindy's and how they're different too.
0: we've been teaching this process to therapists since 2012 and we've seen again and again this is where therapists get stuck we get so fearful of making false promises or giving unrealistic expectations that we give no expectations at all ever checked out one of those treatment planner books i used to thumb through them when i worked at the hospital and in the first goals of treatment was always installation of hope and i always wondered how do i instill hope <laughs> what does that actually look like it took me a long time to realize that clients need to know that somebody gets them and is willing to help them find the path to change even if they are not even the person that can help them i would always make a promise to clients that came in usually it would come up over the phone sometimes in person and i would say i can't promise how quickly you reach your goals or even that i can but i can promise that i'll do my best And if what we're doing isn't working, we'll change it to what it does or help you find someone that can help. I instilled hope in them that I cared about their progress deeply and that I wasn't just in it for a weekly check. I was fully engaged with them reaching their goals. Okay. So time for step
1: three, time to take action. You've painted a picture of their experience, shared who you are and how you help, and now you need to invite them to take action. For many of you, that will involve asking them to call you for a free 15-minute phone consult or schedule one online. For some of you, it might look like them getting on your newsletter or even learning more about your services. Your call to action is going to let the person know what their next step is and what the benefit is of taking that next step. So let's head back to Cindy, our law law enforcement couples expert and podcaster. While she does traditional couples therapy and intensives in her Texas private practice, she has other options for law enforcement couples as well since she has a national audience. So here is Cindy's call to action. How can I help you and your partner reconnect today? Listen, check out the podcast for police officers and police wives where we delve into the topics that people outside of this world just don't get. Take action. Download your free intimacy ops plan so you can start bringing on the heat in and out of the bedroom. Notice that both of these calls to action don't just say what to do, okay? Please pay attention to this, but also what the person will get from that experience. And since each of these are on her website, she simply links directly to the action she wants them to take. And finally, notice that she uses language that makes sense for her ideal clients. So now it's your turn. Let's take two minutes to write out what action you want someone to take and how it will help them. If you don't have a full practice making a great income, or you have clinicians who need to be filled in a group practice, we highly recommend your call to action be a call to schedule a consult or book an appointment as the next step for any type of online marketing, whether it be a page on your website or a directory listing. Do not start with trying to build an email list or newsletter if you have a therapy practice that still needs clients or is still struggling. Go for asking for a consult and talk about the value of that. All right, two minute timer, Miranda.
0: Go. (laughs) one more minute. All right, go ahead and wrap that up. (sighs) Okay, who wants to share their call to action in the chat? I know it can be scary, but it can be very powerful um, to share with your community. Let's go back to Erin's call to action on her webpage. Her goal is to get parents to dig deeper into learning about her services or to schedule consults. She has a page for parent coaching and one for play therapy. And both of these pages have an in-depth authentic transformation proposition for each of those individual services. So her call to action is learn more about play therapy. You can click there. Parent coaching, you can click there. Or contact me for a free 15 minute phone consultation today. And there's a click there. My counseling offices are in Littleton, Colorado. And I can also provide parent coaching to Colorado residents. Can you imagine I can be a bug in your ear at home while your kid is having a meltdown and walk you step-by-step through how to respond? So cool. Notice that her call to action is personable and it even integrates some keywords for search engine optimization. We won't be talking about SEO today, but it is some powerful stuff that you'll wanna get the hang of to make sure your marketing message can reach your clients as effortlessly as possible. So.
1: All right. So some things can come up when you do this, we know for some of you, it feels uncomfortable asking people to call or schedule with you or just being directive in general. But remember your client is likely in a certain amount of distress and they are truly trying to figure out what to do next. Sometimes it's nice to just know what the next step is when you are in pain and struggling in fact eventually your whole website and all of your marketing activities will be integrated in what you learned in our conversations with clients in your conversations with clients answering the questions they have before they even have to ask them allaying their concerns and making it easy for them to call with the least amount of worry or anxiety it can also be nerve wracking to have clients calling you when you aren't sure what to say or what to do to actually schedule them Remember that if you are attracting the right clients, it will make those conversations much easier. In addition, this is a skill you can learn. We have taught over a thousand therapists how to have these conversations, and we can teach you too. You can do this, but for now, just stay focused on the first step of having a marketing message that compels clients to call you.
0: Now, there are some common questions that come up when we teach how to write the ATP is this making false promises <clears throat> never to give a guarantee in your messaging but we have to share the possibilities in your experience with outcomes you can speak to those we know therapy works we should share that it's unkind not to give clients any hope that things can get better remember you refer someone out if they aren't the right fit or you aren't making progress but what if someone feels left out Let's imagine you specialize in working with parents and changing their parenting strategies. If you get a call from a parent who's convinced their kid is a problem and is not interested in digging into parenting strategies for their unique kids, maybe it's okay if they don't call you and they find a therapist who better fits where they're at in this moment. You don't want to reject people with your words. You want to help them make the best decision for them. And if that isn't you, that's okay. You want people you know that you can help. The other question that comes up is, what if I work with a lot of different groups of people? That is perfectly okay. We encourage you to have a page on your website for each of the ideal clients that you work with. You wouldn't stand up and just give a 50-minute talk that just briefly listed all of your skills and specialties, would you? (laughs) No, you would tailor the talk to the needs of the audience. That is what your website is for feeling overwhelmed by the amount of work it takes to do all of that writing and market all of those different things. Well, that may be the reason to narrow it down to your top two, three, five, or 10, just based on time and energy. But remember, you have time.
1: Let's give you our real life example of what we mean when we say you have time. How many of you have looked at all the free resources we have on our website and in our therapist communities? Are you shocked at how much we teach and give away for free? The reason we can do that much for the community is because we have had 10 years to develop resources, processes, and expand our offerings. Our business school bootcamp for therapists is the best out there, partly just because we've had the most time of anyone out there in really refining and developing a program that works. And we spend the time delving into outcomes to continually work towards improving those outcome based the those outcomes based on the response of our clients. This level did not happen overnight, you guys. And we make sure we find balance between not just doing lots of things. We also make sure that we have a business model where we don't shy away from enrolling people in our bootcamp. The few weeks a year where we share unabashedly about our bootcamp and our sellout program fund all the free resources we provide the other 48 weeks a year in other words nobody's business happens overnight you have all the time you need to create your ultimate vision but do it in a smart and sustainable way you get to create a business that gives you balance and time to reach as many niches as you want one marketing message and one
0: marketing plan at a time What if it isn't about who I work with as much as how I work? That's okay. You still need to find the commonalities your ideal clients are experiencing. Maybe you do brain brain spotting and your ideal client is someone who feels stuck after years in therapy. Here's an example of what you might write. You've been going to therapy week after week, year after year. You feel heard, you feel validated, but you don't feel different. You feel like you've just become an expert on your quirks and foibles, but what you deeply want to release and let go of just keeps swirling around in your head and your body. I work with a cutting edge therapy technique that has allowed my clients to make breakthroughs quickly and effectively and feel real deep change. Contact me for a free 15 minute phone consultation and find out how therapy with me using brain spotting can help you break through your stuck spot. The other question people ask is, what if I have a group practice? If you have a group practice, you'll get to know your clinicians and create marketing message for your clinicians that bring them the best clients that they can retain and get great outcomes with. Again, one page and one marketing message at a time. And then this is the killer one. What if I'm worried about being judged by other therapists? You teach clients to be themselves, speak their truth and feel clear and confident. You deserve the same for you and your private practice. If other therapists are judging you, it's a reflection of their own stuff. You are here to help clients, not to impress your colleagues. You guys
1: have done a lot today. (laughs) You know who you are now, how you help and how to talk about it. But there's more to this that you need to know about having a happy life and full practice. In our next training, we're going to cover how to take this message out into the world in a way that works for you. A way of marketing, whether you're an introvert, an extrovert, a speaker, a writer, a busy parent, or an entrepreneurial group practice owner with multiple irons in the fire. We will hear from diverse real therapists. I'm so excited about this part. Um, You're going to hear from other people who have taken this messaging formula and put it into a marketing plan that's truly transformed their practice and that they can sustain over time. We have invited three awesome therapists who have allowed us to jam-pack a lot of very different experiences, personalities, and niches into one amazing panel. Hear real stories about how therapists just like you are building happy practices in the midst of real life. Somehow, in these three people, we have represented successful therapists, therapists who are starting from scratch or were newly licensed, group practice owner, multiple streams of income, parent of a special needs child, therapist of colors, therapist in a small city, one in a big city, introvert, extrovert, and some very diverse niches and all have very different marketing plans. That's what I love about this part. So our goal is to inspire and teach you not just how to check off a list of marketing activities, but how to choose a marketing plan that really makes sense for you and your ideal clients. We really want to encourage you to come to that training live if you can at all because we know you're more likely to do the thing. If you listen live, we want to bring you together with this amazing inspiring community. Come on guys, we need each other more than ever. And it's so refreshing to be with you today live. And we have some cool giveaways that you're eligible for if you attend live, including bonus giveaways for those of you who submit your outcomes. Homework which I saw some people were having difficulty submitting and that they wanted that addressed. I wasn't
0: aware of that issue
1: and I'm so sorry.
0: So, so always, if you're ever having an issue like that, make sure an email help at cindyme.com so that we can send that in. I was seeing a lot of people who were submitting their homework. You do have to be logged into the community to do that. Um, if you log in first and then click the link, that's usually the, the magic answer to finding exactly what you need um so we'll have to go based off of what we did last next time but if you have specific need specific help for thursday definitely email help at so we can get you some support okay but let's go ahead um we want to see those rough draft marketing messages share in the comments and of course if you like this video and found it useful we would love if you click the facebook or linkedin buttons and shared it with your colleagues Uh, just for sure. Like we love doing this. It's really fun. (laughs) Okay.
1: Do you have the names Miranda? I do. Okay. Well, our first giveaway is our favorite giveaway. For those of you who did your homework and posted why you were here over in the free private practice community, you were entered to win a bonus drawing for 50 bucks with Amazon. We will be having these live on every one of the trainings. So be sure to take five minutes and post your homework. We know only a small percent of people post, so it makes the odds really great.
0: And the winner is. The first winner of the $50 Amazon gift card is, oh goodness gracious, Emily Roby, Emily Roby. It's important that I say that because we have three Emily's live today. R-O-B-Y, I can see that you're here, welcome. We will contact you about your prize. Next up, we have a giveaway
1: from Practisery. Practisery is a graphic design company for therapists founded by boot camper Kim Slagle and her husband, Justin. Um, They are a husband and wife team with over 20 years combined experience in mental health and marketing. And their services include things like custom um, visual branding logos, websites, motion graphics, and print and digital marketing material. They are hosting an epic marketing conference for therapists in downtown Seattle in march of 2021 not 2020 you guys 2021 (laughs) so don't worry uh it'll be a year from now but this conference will help practitioners grow their businesses in new creative ways by offering a unique combination of expert education they're giving away a general admission ticket to the conference it's five hundred dollars so i'll let
0: miranda announce lisa Sells. I know there's two leases on live right now. I think your last name is Cells, Sells, S E L L S, or Lisa Sells, eleven something like that. But it's Lisa without the last name. Sorry, Lisa Doyle. <laughs> um, it's the it's the not Lisa Doyle. All right.
1: And next up, we have a giveaway from Grow the Books. Um, this one is owned by my husband, (laughs) he provides bookkeeping for private practices and other small businesses, empowering and educating their clients. So, um, you guys can make better business decisions. Um, he's giving away a one hour bookkeeping review session where he will sit with you, go over your bookkeeping, help you make sense of the numbers and give you some strategies and tips to make your bookkeeping work better for your business. Um, this consult consult is a hundred and seventy five dollar value
0: um and the winner is maggie sellers with an s maggie sellers congratulations did you have a, a slide for him or no oh, that's all right oh i'm sorry i'm no, like okay. i just yeah it's an important important detail although the slide has that oops
1: yeah, it. it's, that way i think she can see all right lastly qa prep founded by one of our boot campers, Melissa oh. Hall. She's a resource for all clinicians when it comes to documentation, who here has some documentation needs that need, uh, that could use some love or needs to figure out how to save time and energy with their note taking. Everyone in attendance here can take, um, QA prep's free private practice crash course. Um, we're going to put that link in the chat. It's at QAPrep.com. It is free for everyone here. And she's also giving away one paperwork packet, which gives you a chance to personalize all of your intake paperwork for your practice. It's a value of
0: $299. And the winner is Shelly Moiler. M-O-I'm going to put it into M-O-E-L-L-E-R. Congratulations, Shelley! yeah, congratulations, shelley I'm so <laughs> glad that you're here. Shelly Gaunt Moiler. You're listed two different ways. But regardless, you're here. Congratulations.
1: And Melissa is also giving away her documentation made easy course. This course is for any clinician who wants to implement best practices when it comes to their documentation. And this one is a value of $297. And the winner is.
0: Just making sure they're here. Live Tracy growth. Oh, Tracy. I'll let you recap, Miranda. Yes. All right, let me get the screen into the right spot. These are all important. Ah, We love those giveaways. We love bringing you guys together in community and having a little moment of normalcy. And we're excited about what we have to give away in our next two live sessions of the masterclass. But let's review what we learned today. We talked about how to take the work you do with clients you love and turn it into a marketing message that compels your ideal, ideal clients to call you and schedule. Why? Because creating a happy life and a full practice that you love means we need the right clients calling you and scheduling, right? You know now that you're a therapist, therapists like you are great at marketing because you're great at empathizing. You understand that the best marketing messages meet the clients where they're at, and you know to use the client's language just like you do in the therapy room. And you understand how to install hope, instill hope and be clear about next steps and invite your clients to take action. Your next step today is to click the link in the email that we'll send you out um, to access your homework and to come back before Thursday and let us know how it went so we can be entered into the drawing for the $50 Amazon gift card. We'll be challenging you to to refine your message and start integrating it into your website and therapy listing pages like like this week, like now. We have some time to answer questions which we love um, and we'll be giving priority to questions that you have about how to write or refine your marketing message in your private practice. But we'll do our best to get all the questions if we can. We also today are gonna be staying till 1230 And we want to answer questions you guys have that are specific about creating a marketing message in the midst of what we're going through right now with the COVID-19, aka the coronavirus issue. So if you have specific questions about how do I, what do I do with a marketing message right now in the current space, or how do I create a marketing message about doing virtual or phone therapy, please post those questions. There's a little spot in the middle of the screen below us that says "Ask a Question." Um, and we want to help support you guys. Um, if you can't stay for the full ninety minutes, that's okay. You'll be able to um, come back and see the answers to your questions. So do your best to click on the Ask a Question um, before you leave today, so that you can come back and watch the recording. <sighs> Real life wow, I'm in the oh, closet. Wow. <laughs>
1: between homeschooling and the garbage trucks I was like we're moving into the closet guys
0: (laughs) (laughs) it's a lot it's yeah it's interesting yeah my son is also off of school so I he's coming home from something so I told him to come in through the garage that I'm doing a webinar and yeah it's it's a whole different thing um so let's go ahead and um uh, pop in here. So, first question from G- Dijon. I started my private practice and I'm beginning inquiries which I respond to, but the potential clients are not responding to scheduling the initial consult. I'm wondering what I need to look at and whether it's the messaging I respond back with or what. So, generally, we find that people that email in responses are often less likely. There, It's like a lower bar. Um, so, what we do is we encourage people if you have a contact form on your website to make it required that somebody include their phone number so that you can call them back and make a personal connection there yes the marketing message can help sometimes it's the response message but we found more uh, more than anything giving people a way to either make the like take that next step of actually scheduling it online or making the requirement of doing the phone you'll get a better response yes Bernice uh, asks, "I did the first exercise um, that was suggested in the last session. What do we do if we got nothing but good feedback from our clients? How do we use this information to improve our practice or our marketing?"
1: <laughs> I think, um, from if anything, let it affirm where you may want to continue to grow as a clinician. Of, hey, if I'm really good with this skill, what else can I bring in here to enhance what I'm doing? But from a marketing perspective you have great information to share about what it's like to work with you. So I think it's a really positive, um, and over time, especially when you first do this, it's, and if you've never done the conversation before, it might be unusual for the client and it takes some time for them to get comfortable to provide any negative feedback as well. If if you're looking for areas to improve. So I think with time that
0: will expand as well. Yeah, I think it's also when you start that conversation early on from the very beginning that, hey, what was that? Oh, that felt awkward. And you kind of sh- show even the ability to to reflect your own negative experiences or, oh, I messed that up. That can help as well. And also, I think, lastly, think about your ideal client. If your ideal clients are perfectionist or they have. They're more on the codependent spectrum. That's someone who, that's, a, that's actually work in the therapy room is for them to learn how to give negative feedback. So it may be a clinical issue as well. And I'm sure you're an awesome therapist. Like this is not that, <laughs> that we're saying like, you did something yeah. wrong, but like, there's probably more in there. From Kristen, I'm curious about telehealth and whether or not becoming nationally board certified is worth the time and expense. Has anyone taken the, that, the test, and can you recommend any prep strategies?
1: Um, in terms
0: of telehealth
1: certifications, this is an area that's not really regulated yet. If you um, don't know how to do telehealth or um, are not up on the research, you want to grow in your skill set, you want to be really secure and confident about the software you use in, in your processes, I think... Going through a course is um, a great idea. In terms of nationally board certified, um, it really kind of depends on your goals as a practice. We have clinicians that have just taken the classes and they've not de- They've chosen not to go through the certification. Especially right now, I just want to bring this up considering everyone's um, flexing back into doing more telemental health to accommodate the pandemic, you know, we just want to, um, do things ethically and well, and provide great tools for our clients. And then the certification can come later if that really does fit with your vision for your practice.
0: I think what's interesting too, is that a lot of the credentials, um, there's nothing that can be a national, um, board certification realistically, unless maybe you are an ND or something else that I don't know about. But we don't even have a national certification for psychologists to work in every single state. So we definitely don't have anything that can make a national board certified to do telehealth because that would say that we could work in any state and we don't have a national board certified counselor <laughs> certification. So we can't do something like that can we take a strategy? And I went and actually Googled, because I was like, what would this look like? And there's something called the Center for Credentialing and Education, that they have something called a board-certified tele health provider. But again, what does that actually mean? And what does that actually cover? It may mean less than you think. It may, for a lot of people, it's just a sense of marketing, but Kelly and I could develop a, a certification tomorrow and call it whatever we want. So really, look at who's providing the certification, and does it actually give you any kind of like legal protection? And does it enhance your skills? Uh, that's the most important thing: is enhancing your skills. Sorry. Um. I just wanna oh um good morning if we work with children is it best to have a second niche of adults to fill our mornings is it realistic to think that a therapist can have a full private pay practice with just children um, yes there are a lot of therapists that have a full private practice with just kids the question is, what does full mean to you? What hours are you talking about? You may be working, one of your niches might be working with homeschooled kids. Um, you might be working with kids of all ages, or you might be providing parent coaching to the parents during the day while you're seeing the kids in the, in the afternoons or evenings. There are a lot of different pieces to that. So um, there are lots of, of therapists that their specialty is kids. And they're as full as they want to be. It is a full-time income. And what they do often, if they're not, if they don't want to be seeing clients, you know, eight to five, five days a week, which is unrealistic. If you're a business owner, they're doing some of their work in other off hours for their marketing and other pieces too. So it's just going to be a little bit of a jiggle and wiggle to find what works for you. Oh, for McKinsey, this isn't quite, it's sort of related. I'm at capacity. What do you recommend about a waiting list for my private practice?
1: We really recommend you either consider increasing your access by hiring and um, consider if group practice is right for you or refer them out or give them other resources maybe that you have for them. But personally, if someone is in pain and has taken a courageous step to reach out to therapy, we want them to get therapy and not have to wait. Um, So we understand that sometimes there are specializations and you might be the only one in the state that does that one thing, or uh, what are some other ways that you can serve beyond one-to-one that you could um, serve that person? or can you have another therapist but wait list is an ethical conundrum because what what are you, are they your client and they're waiting you know it's just something we recommend you avoid
0: yes and if you're sending people out and they're saying but i really 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 really, really want to see you and you're referring them out you can also say you know i have a newsletter That i send out when i do have openings so if you want to leave your email i can send out that's that would be the best time like how would i know should i call you back like you know sometimes people again if you are in a particular niche or a specific person in your area they say well i can try someone else for the meantime but i really do want to see you um put them on your newsletter for the time being don't take people's names and have them waiting for months at a time and then you're like trying to figure out Okay, I have an opening. Do I call the first person and leave them for 48 hours? Like how much time do I use? It just becomes a nightmare very quickly. Uh, We're going to talk about, uh, someone asked a question about how to market their niche in particular, but we're going to be talking about that next week. So a few of my current clients were initially people I saw for free during my training. How should I adapt the step one question? Should I ask them about when they first signed up as a free client or when they decided to continue with therapy as a paying client? Personally, I feel like, huh? Go ahead. I was going to say like, they still
1: are in pain regardless of what they pay. (laughs) You know, like you're trying to look at like what their life is like, what's compelling them people are not compelled because it's free. Like there's lots of free stuff in the world and I don't, I don't take advantage of it. You know, I take advantage of what I need. So in step one, we're really trying to find out what was life looking like before you called and what is it like now?
0: Yeah. What do you do if you're trying to distinguish yourself from other therapists? If you're just a general therapist, how do we find our niche? So Bernice, Every, all of us are kind of, we're specific, unique humans. And so starting with those outcome conversations can be really powerful. Um, If you're not feeling like you have a favorite client from those individuals, um, I'm gonna challenge that a little bit. So I would take one of those particular individuals, even though, right, there's lots of individuals you can work with, lots of things you're good at, think about who your favorite clients are, and start there with developing a marketing message and kind of a love letter to that one person and then you can move forward with those other pieces so just start with one person at a time just like if you're doing a talk in your community you would tailor it to the group of people you were talking to if you were doing even though you work with parents and you work with eating disorders for example if you were doing a talk for those two different groups it would Sound completely different, and that's okay. So, think about the groups that you're working with. When is the next masterclass? How many of you guys are going to be here Thursday at 11 a.m. PST for the next masterclass with your homework in hand and um, ready to hear from some amazing therapists from across the country about how to create an amazing marketing plan that's doable and that they love and that brings them clients? right like oh my gosh this is important yes 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 oh this is a question i was hoping we're going to get yes yes marketing now in the midst of COVID 19 seems like we're taking advantage of people's fears how do we ensure we're not lumped into the group of scammers i'll let you go first miranda oh my gosh okay so people when you share authentically your heart and what you're doing people will see that and they will feel that they will absolutely see and feel that it is important if you really let your heart sh- your heart show through and you're vulnerable about what you do and how you do it people are going to appreciate that and if the only people that share what they're doing right now are people like those I mean, I read the article about the guys who went in U-Haul trucks and, you know, bought up everything from the dollar stores, all the hand sanitizers and wipes, and then they're selling them for $70 on Amazon. Like that was just like disgusted me. If those are the only people out there in the world, then how are people going to get what they need right now? People need voices like yours and like ours. It's very, very important. When we when we were trying to decide in the midst of the masterclass and all this other stuff, like how to respond and what we could do, we decided to write a blog and we really thought about it for a while because we thought we don't want to just send like a, you know, another email about like, wash your hands or like, what is there something, like how can we be of service to our clients, like to our community? Like how can we be of help? And so we really were thoughtful about that. And we asked a lot of questions and we looked at what was out there before we added to the noise. Most of you, there's not a replication of what you're doing. Like you're not adding to the noise. You're just providing a light in the darkness. It's a light in the tunnel. When people are sitting at home with their kids for days on ends or with the spouse that they're already in conflict with or... Their mother moves in with them, or whatever the dynamic is right now, like, or they're, they're someone who's dealing with like medical anxieties, or whatever these other pieces are, like, they need real people who can support them right now more than ever. Um, and one of our clients, one of our boot campers, Lauren, she wrote an article about like dealing with anxiety with COVID 19. And I shared it and co- it, been shared, I don't even know how many dozens of times, and just lay people are saying, Oh my gosh, that really helped. Yeah. So she wasn't doing it just to like, and most of those people are not in Florida. <laughs> you know, they're not going to because she's already, she already has a weight, like she's already packed. She has no room for clients. So it wasn't that she was doing it for clients. She was literally just doing it to be of service. So realize that right now you are trying to be of service to people. And yes, that may mean like letting people know that you do a a service, like what your service is, but if you come from it from a heartfelt place, it's gonna be okay. Yeah. All right, Uh, wondering if it makes sense to offer specific teletherapy related to anxiety about the current pandemic? I mean,
1: you can, um, I guess if you're saying like niche, I personally would just speak to anxiety about life, whether it's a moment in time in crisis or um, an ongoing anxiety. I I guess I read this a couple ways when I first read it, but um, I think a lot of us are moving towards telehealth regardless. Um, But if you're wanting to say that I can help you with your anxiety about that, write a blog about it, you know, Um, share that, just talk about what teletherapy looks like when you're in the midst of a crisis and how it can help. And here's some things to consider. And here's some tools, you know, again, when you have an offer, be of support and, you know, maybe do it that way. Um, At this time, I think it can be helpful. I think people need to turn to people who know how to help. And there's people out there who say they do, but I don't know if they really do, if they have the training and the know how of handling this kind of anxiety.
0: Yeah. People are really panicked and scared. And I do want to help but I don't want to sound opportunistic right now. I do not want my clients to think I'm pushing therapy for money, which I'm not. You're never pushing therapy guys. <laughs> like Anytime you are marketing, you're blogging you're sharing you're building your website you share your website you even share that you're doing consultations you're not pushing therapy you are being a support and a person of of um oh, what the word is escaping. integrity yeah as a person of integrity that if someone calls you and they don't need therapy that you're going to tell them that that if someone calls you and you can't help you're going to refer them on right if somebody calls you and they're like, I should probably do this because that's just what everyone should do. You see, like, no, like, do you, like, is there something that you actually need help and support with? You know, are you feeling anxious? Is some something going on? Like, is this a place where you want some support? So it is not about being op- opportunistic, right? Like, even with our masterclass place, like we did have to think about that. We, we did really think about that. Like, we know, like, that we're doing this partially because eventually we have a boot camp to fill. <laughs> we want to do that. Is that really why we're keeping this right now? No, it's because we want to be of service and support during a really stressful time. If it was just about we wanted to fill the boot camp, honestly, we'd probably just push this off and do it at a different time yeah. and do it when people had more whatever. Like we want to be support. So just know that who you are from a place of integrity. Um, And know that people still need your message out there. And again, whether it's now in the pandemic or anytime, you're never like, come and see me for therapy. I've got 17 openings. Come now. I'm the best therapist out there. You're saying like, hey, if you need help with this, like I'm here. I will also add, if you're,
1: you mentioned like, I don't want my clients, like the clients you're already seeing. Uh, we put, a, I put like a sample letter that you can send out to your clients in that blog that um, we've compiled regarding all the COVID questions and answers. And in there, I do address that, that this is not about pushing. This is about advocacy. I really believe like when we are making rapid change like we are from week to week, yes, schedules are going to be quite hairy and it, people are going to be canceling but you guys we're going to end up for the next month or so or longer in a normalcy of being in our homes in which time people will actually have space to do their, their sessions. And I believe more that now than ever. And I hope you guys agree with me that people need to take care of themselves and their mental health and we need support. We do not need to be isolating, you know, in that way. So um we have talked to people in other countries and hearing how after a while you have a routine, the first week of making a change or you know, your kids are out of school, you're like scrambling and then you get into a flow. And so it's not about pushing. It's about saying like, I care about you. I wanna come up with a plan. I wanna be sure you are supportive. You are important to me. And I want you to come out on the other side of this better than how you came in it. And that's it.
0: That's not pushing. That's just saying, I care about you. Yeah. During this COVID time of concern, what do you feel is the best way to touch base with clients to let them know how you'll be supporting them. If the office is closed, text link to update page for them on my website, call them, email them, contact when seeing my reminders for next day session or send something to all at once today. So I think it depends on your particular um, clientele. We have people that are also like sending like loom videos saying, Hey, here's what's, what's happening. But I do think it's great to have a page on your website that has the updates. So people know what's going on. I think it's also important for people to know like how to plan. And if you do have a sense of how things are going, but I also, I think people are kind of supportive. So I got a message from one of my care providers, I think yesterday um, with hey, here's information on scheduling, here's what I'm gonna do differently. He scheduled, he changed the time. He moved it from a group session to an individual session. He talked about virtual sessions. Then this morning he said, uh, I'm not doing any sessions in person. Let me get back to you. Like it was a, it was a moment of like, oh, okay. Well, that was, that was part of my, my self-care plan but I understand and I have empathy for what that's going through. And I like, it's not like a, I'm really angry. It's just like a crap. Like everything's really changing right now. It's really hard. So I think there's some, some room in that, but I, I think for the most part, the more you can keep people up to date, um, usually the better for clients. Um, and even to say, here's our plan, we're gonna be meeting in the office. If this, you know, if something happens, here's our backup plan and here's a video of how virtual therapy or phone sessions or whatever works. So to say, here's our plan, here's an alternative, here's our backup plan for that, I think could be helpful.
1: Also in that blog, we cover this a little bit about how you may email them and in the email, you can include a Loom video of you talking about it. Again, the more that you can show your face, The more they can hear your voice, the more comforting and assuring that is for them. And then we also talk about how you may email all your clients at once and then follow up by phone. But we are finding that a lot of clinicians, the clients are calling them already anyway. So just um, there's some opportunities for using technology to make it easier.
0: Oh. What would you recommend for potential clients who are looking at your website to notify them of the telehealth preference at this time? Should it be a banner or something else? I think I would put it as a in your call to action where by your phone number offering virtual and in-person sessions and then have the conversation with them on the phone. Hey, here's the preference and here's why. And let's talk through that. You know, what are some things? But I, I would probably just have it as part of the your consultation script um, would be my my preference. What about you, Kelly?
1: Um, yeah, I think consultation script is usually where it's going to be. But I could see adding a little banner at the top just because... I personally have gone to some websites and I'm like, is anyone si-? like this morning we heard about Doxy.me and some others are struggling to support all of the usage. And so I think we're going to end up, it's going to take a moment for everyone to catch up on their servers. Um, and I went to Doxy.me and I'm like, there's no update right here on the homepage. And I wish there was. So, uh, you know, a little banner is okay, but definitely just the phone consult right now is your priority.
0: Yeah. I specialize in working with couples. Do you recommend writing your ATP toward the couple role who typically calls you or including both members' perspectives? I typically say um, make a page that is more towards the person who calls you, but make sure the the information is balanced enough that if the other person is reading it, they wouldn't think that you thought they were a jerk, right? So there's that piece. And the other part is that you can have and ATP for each of the the couple roles. But yeah, I generally gear it towards the person that I know is gonna be calling me. Um, And for me in the work that I did, it was primarily women. But it was still a balanced approach, even though I was talking about it from their perspective. The perspective was still balanced and fair. Nobody, I don't think, you know, a spouse or a partner would have read it and thought, oh, this person's just hating on me. Um, I'm just catching up on homework one. And when looking at the questions, I'm curious how to make them parent friendly because I see kids speech therapy and most of my parents don't come in for sessions or even being their children in therapy. Some parents are great about being responsive, interacting with me, but others I never hear from, even when I send information. So I think that's really um, important, maybe something to to build into your process even, um, to keep them um, engaged in the process. From the, from the very beginning of, hey, once a month, part of working with me is providing a little bit of feedback so I know what you're seeing in particular in vivo at home. This is important information for us of what specifically you're seeing with your kids when they're in the car or under times of stress or at night. So I, I think tweaking the questions a little bit regarding that, but making it uh, apart from the beginning of, This is whether they do it with me in the therapy room is less important than whether they're doing it in the day-to-day life. So here's a question. Should we stop our cancellation policy right now? Who, right? Hmm. Like just a blanket. Like if someone no-shows or cancels, we're not messing around, you know, like people are going to do that. I'm very torn on this. I think we should be flexible with our cancellation policy right now. I don't think that we should stop our cancellation policy per se. So what flexible might mean is, hey, we can reschedule your appointment, we can see each other at a different time, we can do this on the phone, we can see each other later this week, like let's be flexible and come up with something that works well for both of us. Um, But I wouldn't necessarily say like, hey, unless again, there's always extenuating circumstances. So I would be looking at a case by case basis, right? Someone who just says, you know, I just decided I didn't want to come but with no reason and didn't call you in advance. I I don't know that I would like waive the cancellation policy if they said, hey, I have concerns, here's my concern. And then we talked about it and came up with a plan and decided for both that it was best to cancel. That's, I think that's different. But I don't know. It's, it's a sticky one. Kelly? I, I agree with you. Um, I do
1: find, though, that we are all probably gonna be a lot more flexible. You know, Miranda and I really, in boot camp, um, Jessica can probably attest to this in boot camp, we are really big on like boundaries and holding to things. But this is an extenuating, odd, hope this never happens again kind of circumstance where grace is going to abound, compassion is going to abound, but we still need some sort of boundaries. My biggest concern is some of you guys just saying, I'm going to drop all my fees for everyone. No, you know, these kinds of things of like, let's work with the clients we have. Let's work out a plan. Let's focus on that and increasing the access to who we serve now. And then this stuff will sort out as we get a sense of what life is going to look like over the next couple weeks.
0: Yeah. Great questions, you guys. Um, uh, Michelle says, I haven't done my homework yet either. I thought about using the platform that we use Um, and one of the bootcamp homeworks to ask others about our strengths. Mm. So Michelle, um, and for any of you guys listening, we really encourage you for that outcomes conversation to be most uh, impactful, to do it face-to-face and talk with people or video-to-video or phone-to-phone as opposed to doing it as a survey online. So I wanna encourage you, even though it can be kind of uncomfortable to to do this as a conversation, an interaction, because it's not just a survey. I have like four minutes left, so I'll let you figure out which ones I need helping help turning consultation into clients. I'm wondering if there's a way to make this 30 minute free consult more successful. I have some interesting advice for you, Um, Hilla, make it shorter. (laughs) Um, If you cut that consultation in half and make it less, uh, less like, oh, we're doing a 30 minute counseling session versus like a 15 minute consultation of let's figure out if counseling is the next step you're actually going to convert more people i know this sounds crazy but i did this for a long time i'd actually do three hour consults when i first started coaching and in uh, different times and what i found was that being more brief and creating more boundary around it and not giving people almost like the false sense of relief that they're like oh i wanted a counseling session oh that was good i got it now i'm going to go on with life and you're like that was not counseling (laughs) like you didn't get anything out of that like that was not helpful um cut it in half and um and get more clear on what the boundaries are and let people know what the purpose is and don't be afraid to to figure out what that process looks like we have a training um where we talk about that um, the how to set fees training, right, Kelly? Yeah. It's Gonna give an overview. Yeah. Um
1: we have a script we give in boot camp. But yeah. I don't, one yeah. of the, the things script is way better. I want you to take from today's training for this, Hilla, is that your marketing that consult can be short when your message is compelling. Because people will call already ready their questions will be answered. They will feel confident about making a decision more so than if your messaging is off. So the more you refine that message, the more making that shorter consult will be easier. I don't even know if I said proper English, but you get my point. (laughs) (laughs)
0: I'm like, is that even the right grammar? (laughs) Yeah. I think we're good. I think we're good. (laughs) Oh my gosh. 1228. You guys, how do you feel? How are you guys feeling right now? What is your take takeaway do you guys get your covid questions answered today do you feel supported do you know what your next step is um, we really care about each and every one of you mm-hmm. um, if you haven't for some reason gotten the information with the scripts so i'm going to put the link in here so that you can go and grab that because there's a lot of specific yeah when not let me answers. <laughs> uh, right now you know what i was going through the yeah. other day where i was like it's not letting me do it <laughs> um so you yeah. can go and check that out or you can just go to zinnyme.com and click on the blog it's there um there's no email gate it's not anywhere hidden we wanted to make this as easy to access as possible if you post questions in the comments. We'll come back in and answer those questions. Um, we're kind of checking day by day, and as new questions and resources are coming up, we're putting all that information in one spot um, just because we know that there's so many different places you could be going. Um, oh, Karen, yes. I do 10 minute consults based on the bootcamp script and have been successful booking almost every time. Yes, yes that's exactly it. Oh, I feel really happy, supported, and feeling connected. This is really wonderful and generous. Oh.
1: I have to say, like, for me personally, and I'm sure for Miranda, I'll speak for both of us, it's good to be here. Um, it's good to see yeah. you guys and support you. It feels good to be on purpose in the midst of everything, and we want that for you, too. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah. All right. So, send you guys all love. Maybe we can take a collective, like, deep breath. mm mm-hmm we're all doing this work because we love people Yeah, we want to help and we are the work we are the people we're going to take some love and light and support out into the world it's sounding like a yoga session all of a sudden but that's okay <laughs> go share no people need you I guess much
1: love to you all bye-bye
0: Thanks so much for listening. We hope that this was helpful. If you go to zinnieme.com forward slash podcast, you can find the show notes that includes links to the uh, scripts and the homework that we referenced as well as links to the free training that we're gonna be doing live Monday, March 23rd. We hope that you'll join us. We hope this has been supportive to you. You'll also see the link to the blog that we referenced Regarding um, resources for therapists, you'll be able to grab everything you need there. Just go to ZinniMe.com forward slash podcast for all the resources that we talked about today.